welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about Atiye Season 1, Episode 3, slash The Gift, um, where I guess like not much happens, but Atiye makes a very important choice at the end and we get some more horrible rich family drama, so I'm into it. Um, <laughs> today, uh, Ezgi's dog might be contributing to the conversation. Vanilla, he is very talkative. Um, If you don't want to hear him, then maybe you should consider clicking the link under support this podcast and we could get some better microphone equipment. Um, Just a quick plug. (laughs) Uh, So today I am not drinking any tea and actually my dad bought decaf coffee by accident. So this whole week has been a bit of a shit show (laughs) when it comes to caffeinated drinks. (laughs) Why didn't you just buy new coffee? And now we have like half and half, but it's, it's, you know, it's been a journey. It's not the same thing. Although I don't know. I'm very skeptical about all of this because I think I'm immune to caffeine (laughs) because it really doesn't make a difference if I have decaf or not decaf. It's just like having the taste of coffee is like a placebo. Yeah. I thought I was immune. And then I drank like a four shot dirty chai right before a math final. And I literally couldn't write because my hand was shaking so hard, but I passed the class, which was a surprise. So it worked. (laughs) Yeah. That happened to me in college when I discovered these chocolate bars that had caffeine in them. Oh, I also mixed that with coffee. And yeah, I like my my eyelids started twitching. <laughs> yeah. It was very scary. Yeah, it was intense. <laughs> Eski, any tea over there? No, although smurble tea with uh, to accompany this whining dog would be good to relax me a little bit to counteract the the neurotic <laughs> vibes over here. But no, nothing, nothing with me at the moment. Luckily, nothing neurotic happening in this no, episode. So it, was, it was like a very relaxed. Was like a meditation session watching this. It was very chill. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so now Sophia is going to take us through what happened in this episode. Okay, awesome. So... In this episode, Atiye and Erhan found the address of the old lady. I don't remember how they found it. It but was on the back of the old the lady's photo house. that uh, Erhan stuffed in his pocket. Yeah. Ah. Oh, gotcha. Don't you, don't you write addresses on your photos? Weird. <laughs> Obviously, no. you have to print out every photo <laughs> and then write an address on the back. How else do you... And the names of the people. But I feel like that could have happened in the age. I mean, of I don't know how you photos. keep track of your friends. That's people would write like, like dates. Well, here's their location. Little no one location. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys were gonna be like, you don't write down stuff when you take notes about the episode. Oh, and I was no, like, that oh, would be way sorry. too confrontational. <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> we know how you roll with your remoted hand. It's all good. <laughs> oh my god um so they're at the old lady's house and there's this guy at the door and they're asking about zure or zuhre or an old lady and oh i guess we came to play um (laughs) my cat just walked in (laughs) but anyway so if you would like like, to see pictures of the turkish tv time pets Shout us out on Twitter. Also, we'll come support get our podcast. Keep pictures. 
I do, do a framed do printed photo have... with an address on the back. No, we won't. <laughs> we have very cute pets. So I do think you guys, you, li- you guys who are listening would really enjoy getting some pictures. Sorry. So going back to the episode, um, they go and talk to the guy at the house. And he's like, no, I have no clue what you're talking about. Nobody by that name lives here. Or like, there's no old lady here. Because they, I think they show him the picture. And so um, they're like leaving and Atiye, like, I think she hears some sort of noise. It might be the scratching noise or some horrible, very um, visceral noise, I guess. And so she's like, no, 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 she's here. And so she like sneaks into the house and finds this secret room where um, like she finds this room that's like used as a storage room. It's like full of chairs and Kind of looks like that room from Love 101 where the kids would hang out. Like after being berated by whatever that guy's name, the principal was. Uh, Nejdet, I think. Yeah. Nejdet, yes. You are correct. And so she like walks in and she's just like chilling, like looking through the room. And then all of a sudden she... Um, sees the the old lady and realizes that the old lady is blind and the old lady tells her that she's her granddaughter and that they have a trip that they need to take together that they like I don't know how to say it in English but basically they're overdue for a trip together and so like the guy who is in the in the house like is looking for Atia everywhere and Erhan has to like distract him by kicking over some trash cans. So she actually has to leave pretty prematurely. And she she leaves the the house, but she's like left with a ton of questions regarding like her heritage and who this woman is and you know, because like nobody else has seen this woman yet. So of course it's still plausible that the woman doesn't exist and she's also somehow convinced that this is her grandmother and i'm not sure yeah. whether she told I, her that or whether she's like seen pictures or something i don't know it's very weird i think the old woman tells her that because at some point she quotes the old woman as saying that but i i mean yeah, i, might I think be you're wrong. right i, I think know. you're right we just didn't hear her say that yeah i didn't hear her say that either because i didn't like it didn't register in my head so then well, fast forward. Oh, she, the woman touches Atiye and she has these visions of her wedding. And she's actually wearing what she wears for her wedding. So we can discuss that later. I just now realize that. And so basically Atiye and Erhan leave and Atiye is like really upset. Erhan is like trying to get information out of her. And Atiye is like, no, 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 I can't talk. Just like leave me at my house. I'm very upset. Uh, and she's like convinced that this is her grandmother and that she needs to talk to her family about this and like figure out what happened and so she gets home like she had escaped uh while she was in theory like resting and watching this documentary about Gobekli Tepe and so she gets home and her parents are like what is wrong with you like it's you left in the middle of the night and now it's like the morning and you just got back and like we don't understand and you obviously didn't take your medicine and like what's wrong with you and so she like tells them basically that she saw this old lady and that this old lady is her grandmother and that she needs to find out because she's sure that she had seen this woman before 
Um, and her parents are like, no, your grandmother died many, many years before you were born. So that's obviously not her. And she shows them the picture, I think. And they're like, I have no clue who this person is. Um, and so it's a, everyone's pretty upset. The parents are extremely upset. And they don't believe her at all. So she says, you know, we can go there together tomorrow and you can like see for yourselves and see that this is true. And if it's not true, then I'll start taking the, med the medication for real and like behave myself. Like this is my, well, this is my way of saying that she'll do what her parents want her to do. And so her, her sister's also there and she's like extremely worried. Um, of course, it's a whole ordeal. And then Erhan meets with the professor again. I don't remember his name per usual. Um, Oner. But basically, Taner? Oner. O N E R. Oh. Oh, okay. So Oner is like, yeah, um, I had that notebook, but I like never looked at it. Your father and I were estranged. And it turns out that part of the text that was written in the notebook was the father saying that Oned is like really trustworthy and like very smart and all this stuff. And so they have this whole conversation because Erhan had no idea that his father had had a falling out with Oned. And it seems like it's going to be more important because several people mentioned it this episode. So I guess it's going to be a thing. And basically Erhan is just like trying to figure out what else was in the notebook. But for some reason, Oned like never really read the notebook, which is very suspicious to me. And he gets really emotional when Erhan like tells him about, you know, his father like admiring him and really caring for him. And then we have our friend Ozan come to um, Atiyah to like give her a gift, like a get well gift, because she was like out all night and he like really cares for her and just like kisses her on the cheek. And that's when I guess I realized that he's not a bad guy. He just has a shitty dad, it seems. So I will give it to you that maybe he's not a bad guy. We will see. Although I do have one other comment about him in this episode, which. Um, well, and he does delete the archaeologist's number from. Um, that was sorry, sketchy. Erhan's number. So, yeah, that was weird. And it's also weird, like, what does he think he's going to do by erasing the number? Like, he can, Erhan can still call her. He didn't block it. So, I don't know. Anyway, so, in the meantime, Erhan is, like, trying to figure out the significance of different symbols that they found in the Adgobeki Tepe. So, like, they found some new excavations, plus the star, and he's, like, managed to, like, put together a bunch of images so that like Gobekli Tepe is supposed to be shaped like a star and like there's different things at each of the tips it seems so it seems like the symbol could be some sort of constellation or something which makes a lot of sense if you ask me um but he's like trying to piece together a bunch of stuff um and there's very eerie close-ups of Gobekli Tepe as there are in a lot of these episodes and then Atiyah comes with her parents to the house and she like talks to the woman and is like, yeah, I'm looking for this old lady who's my grandmother who lives in this house, blah, blah, blah. And the people in the house are like, sure, you can look around, but I have no clue what you're talking about. And Atiyah goes into the same room that she went into the night before. And it's like a completely different room, like a living room. 
and she just like freaks out because obviously like she knows her parents aren't going to believe her and she knows that like this is the end I guess and like I guess like she also had a lot of I mean it's also her own sanity that she's fine like she's questioning it now after all of these people have told her that she's like mentally ill and like having visions about things that aren't true like she's finally I guess coming to terms with that or or I don't know if the word is coming to terms because we don't know if these visions are real or not I think they are real according to the storyline so technically I don't know what you would call it but like she's she's basically successfully gaslit into believing that she's schizophrenic check out our episode where we talk about gaslighting and support this podcast (laughs) oh no I've created a monster Is it gaslighting though? Like if they don't believe that that's true? Yeah, I mean, I guess like it's not, I guess it's not malicious true. except for like maybe Sadar who's like, he seems like he's born yeah. to be malicious. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Yeah, he knows, he knows what that some shit is going on and that the old lady is real. So then she goes to the psychologist again and she's like, you know what? Like maybe these things I'm seeing here are fake. Like, Maybe this whole thing is like I am sick and I need to take my medication. And the doctor like explains to her in like a very clear way, like what she like why she's experiencing the visions she's experiencing and why she needs to take her medication, basically. So then she's having a nice little yacht trip with Ozan. Wait, I, I keep mixing up Erhan and Ozan. They just seem really similar in my head. The names, not the people. <laughs> So it seems like they had like some sort of first date on this boat. So they're having a very romantic moment. And the guy's like, you know, like, don't think about the bad things. There's so many good things going on for us. Like, enjoy, whatever. Um, and then he gives her her medication or her mom gives her. Med- I remember the mom giving her the medication. I don't remember. Anyway, so she's in the car uh, with. It's wrong. Sorry. With with Erhan. No, with Ozan. And they're like driving back home. And then our friend Erhan is is back at Gobekli Tepe. They show it as if he drove, but I'm sure he didn't drive. Oh he so he went to find her and he's like, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you about all the things that I've found out. And she's like, you know, I really don't want to talk about this anymore. Like, I know that I'm mentally ill and these are hallucinations and I'm willing to put that behind me. Um, and he's like, no, no, no. These are things that are from my dad's notebook. Like, this is true. Um, and you should definitely continue with this. Like, I believe you. I believe these aren't visions. I believe these are real things. So like, don't give up. But she's like, no, I, this is too much emotionally for me. I just need to like give up on this for now. And so she gives up basically. And then Erhan drives to Gobekli Tepe or seemingly drives to, I mean, he probably didn't. Oh no, he goes to the house. He goes to see the house again to like try to prove that the old woman was actually there he doesn't find anything and he just leaves. Um, and then we get Serdar in his office. Um, his minion, whose name is, it's something with an A and a K. Akrep, which means scorpion. 
creepy. Oh. Ooh. Okay. I feel like it's like a, you know, henchman nickname and not like an actual yeah. name, I hope. I yeah. hope. <laughs> <laughs> and so the henchman like brings him all the documents and he's like, excellent. Like he literally, <laughs> I can see like the Disney villain. <laughs> My impersonation is is awful, but he's definitely Disney villain happy. Until he discovers that something's missing from the Like, documents. how does he know? He's like, some pages are missing. Like, fuck you. There, there's like a bajillion yeah. pages there. How do you know that? I think it's the old woman's picture that's missing with the address on the back. Which, like, again, how does he? Oh, it's super weird. He's so weird. Is he even human? Unclear. <laughs> yeah, he's like a supernatural villain. And, yeah, I'll talk about the other stuff in in the banter section but there's very odd things about him so now finally we get to the point where uh erhan actually in my mind drives to gobekli tepe but obviously i know that it's too far he probably took a plane but like they just show him arriving in a car so in my head he just rode there and they're having a wonderful feast which just made me crave turkish food so badly and so he arrives and he's like greeting all of his team mates or I don't even know if they're teammates or colleagues because he's Hojam. He's like the teacher to all of them. So I think he's kind of the boss. I don't know. Um, but he like greets them and he's like, you know, just like trying to find all the stuff that his father left him because he's convinced that there's something there that he missed and that he needs to um, like find some stuff now that what he had found was stolen. And so um, he talks to Jalal, who's this guy who has worked at Gobekli Tepe for years, and he worked with his dad as well. And he's like, well, no, they like nobody else has stuff. You were left with all the stuff, and you took some of it to assemble, but um, there's nothing else. And he's like, yeah, but the professor had this notebook and all the stuff, and Jalal is like very weirded out by it. He's like, why would your dad leave this guy with a notebook? That makes no sense. They had a falling out, like, um, this guy Oner brought or Oner or his dad I can't remember one of the two brought a group of people and they brought the old lady the blind old lady as well so then like a light bulb goes off in Erhan's brain and he realizes that it's Zuhre that they're talking about so now he needs to find out more information about Zuhre because Jalal actually didn't get to meet her so he has to ask this other security guard I think Hayate he said is his name Hayate, he needs to ask him for the information regarding this old lady and like what he knows. So basically, yeah, now he has a new quest. And in the meantime, like Atiye, definitely her demeanor has changed. She's become like really sad. Um, and she's like talking to her sister and saying that she wishes she could be like her, um, that she can always like make light of any situation and like have a laugh out of any situation. And her sister's like, yeah, it's because I was born crazy. You just like turned crazy. And that doesn't always work out very well. Um, okay. And then Fatih starts um, like crying really like emotionally. She's like clearly in a bad place. And was, her sister's yeah. like comforting oh her and God. singing her a song. More on that later. But... And like apparently that's how Atiyah would comfort her <laughs> when they were children. Um then she makes a weird comment about their mom, about how her, their mom would get angry if she sang a song or something. So 
So the mom was just getting sketchier by the day. That was very bizarre. More to come on that, I'm sure. And so then back at Gobekli Tepe, everyone's having a wonderful dinner, which I'm very jealous of. And they, and uh, Erhan, like, basically see someone come out of his trailer and thinks that someone stole something out of his trailer and he like chases them away but he's not able to catch them and they get the license plate of the car and then Ati is like destroying all of her work because she's like over everything and then Erhan is looking over his trailer trying to find if they took anything but it seems like they didn't take anything Ati like Ati is getting ready for her wedding um, she's getting her hair done and all this stuff. Um, and in the meantime, Erhan found Hayate and he went to ask him about this old lady. And he says that the old lady is cursed and that he she healed his wife when she was on her deathbed. The deathbed, but she she made her she made her crazy, which we will see in instance when they leave the the house this woman comes after them and and basically says like yeah this is Zuhre like she well she says that like in a I don't even know how to say this like in a crazy way like she seems really out of it like moving her hands and like in a tone that sounds like she there's something off and so she like says that where they can find her and all this stuff so as Erhan goes to find um the old lady while uh, Atiyah is getting ready to get married, she looks wonderful. Everything's ready. All these fancy guests. Um, everyone's so happy that she's getting married. Her sister's getting drunk, which, God, I would get so annoyed if my sister did that on my wedding day. Fortunately, I don't have any sisters. And so in the meantime, we see Erhan driving somewhere. And Atiyah seems like to be at peace with everything. She seems ready to be married. She has this conversation with Ozan where she's like, she asks him like, are you sure you want to marry me? Like knowing what you know about me and that I have this mental health condition. Like, do you feel comfortable? And he's like, it's fine. As long as you take your medication, it'll be fine. And like, don't you go doing stuff that's going to ruin our wedding day, which that was not Ugh. a good answer, buddy. Yeah, all everything that was redeemed in the previous uh, scene with the gifts was unredeemed in this scene. Uh, although, well, he unredeemed it in the same scene when he erased the content and went into her phone. And so everything is set up at this wedding. Um, Akrep comes to meet Sardar. And of course, he makes a very bad move and meets him on a balcony where he gets shot because he did not find the missing piece of information with a very surprisingly silent gun. I understand it has a silencer, but I don't think any gun can be that silent. Um, and the worst thing is said that just leaves him there, like whatever, you know, like whoever walks into this balcony for a smoke or whatever and finds this dead guy there. I feel like it's like Sadar's house or something. Like... <laughs> I don't actually know if well, that's, that's true, a but it really feels like house. I feel like he just has or he like has control over the venue somehow, so it's NBD. Someone will clean it up. <laughs> it's like a Domabache house. It's like I don't know. It feels enormous. And like on the water, fancy. 
So Atiyah is getting ready. She's like looking herself in the mirror and saying like, who are you, Atiyah? Like all these weird rhetorical questions that no one has ever asked out loud in front of a mirror. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> um, so everyone is really fancy. There's pictures being taken and, you know, we start to get an idea that Ati is not going to show up because, of course, that's probably what's going to happen. And, like, everyone is sitting down. Everyone's in their places. And she's taking a while. And her dad went to find her a while ago. And he's not back. And the sister's just drinking and drinking away because she knows something's wrong. Um, and so then uh, Ozan goes to find them. And he finds the dad like sitting despondently in a chair with um, a piece of paper with a note she left that we can't see what it, what's written on the piece of paper. Um, and we find out that Erhan came with the old lady to get Atiyeh and was able to convince her to, to leave um, by showing her that this old lady is, is real. And the old lady says something, but it's escaping my mind. Maybe I have it here in my notes. Um, no. I feel like it's I something don't. to the effect of we have to go somewhere together. And then they... Mm, okay, the yeah. And then, of course, um, Ozan is like, seems devastated. I don't know if he's more angry or sad, but he seems upset. And that's the end of the episode. Yes, so for an episode, we're not that much action happened we have a lot a lot to discuss so we're going to move straight on into the banter slash gossip slash spilling the non-existent tea section Okay, so I don't know. It's it's I'm having a hard time to like understanding whether Suhe is real or not, or like why is she so sketchy and like she's like hiding. real, but she's magical. Like I think she might have been in uh, uh, Ufa this whole time, but was appearing in visions to mm. Atia, who is also magical. It's like magical Ooh. telephone. Yeah, I liked. I don't think I called this out, but last episode, the psychologist said, like, do you think you're an oracle yeah. or something? Okay, and I kind yeah. of feel like that's <laughs> yeah. kind of what she is. That makes sense. <laughs> I, I actually did think that was funny because probably she is an oracle. I just thought of the protector when that happened. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. The fucking oracle. But, like, um, at this point. What and this is really this is truly depressing that I don't actually remember how this plays out. So this isn't a spoiler, and it's a really it's a really depressing fact that I you know can't even spoil this because I can't remember what I watched like a year ago. Anyway, um, but the whole you know gr- grandma mother of her mother and then to Atia like what like what's going on with mommy? Like is mommy pissed because she's not magical or <laughs> like she's a squib. <laughs> Yes, she's Petunia yeah. Dur- Dursley, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. she's very bitter she's about the <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys think that it's kind of a little problematic to make her blind, to make her, like, seem more Ooh. mystical? 
like that feels to me like kind of a weird choice in modern hot times. take that, that's hot a good call out trying yeah. to be more aware yeah, of yeah. That kind i of agree thing. yeah I no real, unless unless there is a like thing that happened to her in the past that made her blind that's like relevant mm-hmm. to the plot which we mm-hmm. haven't you know we don't know maybe something like that will be revealed but um yeah if it's just literally mm-hmm. like oh look at this magical woman who can't see but she can see everything <laughs> like, okay, <so>. <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly yeah that is a very like mystical older person who is blind but can see everything yeah like even when Atiya walks into the room she already like calls her by her name she knows who she is like okay maybe she smelled her or something but (laughs) um also like as we cut we touched on in the Sophia's recap like either I want an explanation for how they can communicate like telepathically or I wish I had heard her say I'm your grandmother, like Luke, I, I am your like father she, style. I feel like there was something said, though. I can't remember it specifically, or maybe it's just the fact that I knew that, and I was like, you know, already jumping ahead to that fact. But I thought it was said. I mean, I could definitely have missed something, but when she came outside and told Erhan she's my grandmother, I was like, what yeah. the fuck? Hmm. The same thing about? happened to me. I want an explanation on how that house got completely flipped like overnight less than overnight (laughs) within like four hours we could explore that on our new hgtv show with this uh half you know halfway constructed house (laughs) to look more furnished in four hours (laughs) and hide a mystical old woman who happens to be squatting there yeah although maybe she wasn't squatting there and like we were saying she was a beaming herself in through magic the whole time good point also to to discuss a part of the recap that sophia uh provided i don't know if that lady with the crazy eyes and the no teeth uh in urfa was uh the wife or not or if she was just like another woman on the street who was healed I don't know. I mean, it, I, don't, I wouldn't say what you said was wrong. I just, my impression was that she was just another yeah. local who had an encounter. I also didn't realize that that was Orpha and one of my what the fucks was like, how did he drive to Istanbul? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he, I mean. The... But I guess that's still there yes. because he brings the lady to see. Yeah. I just so. made the connection of her being his wife, but it's there's yeah. no I think either way, that she is. it's equally, yeah, yeah it's equally uh, plausible. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. wondering, wondering if uh, the man's wife becoming crazy is like she's somehow like empowered now that she's like been at the edge of death and is like, Fuck you man. And then he's like, oh, she lost her mind. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I also thought it was. That's a very yeah. deep reading, as <laughs> It was also kind of problematic how they made her out to be crazy, like the way the things that they did to make her crazy, just like yeah, her like, hands being like arthritic or like arthritic ish. Yeah. Like some weird things that don't mean that you're. She was just off. an uncomfortable presence, which is, yeah, not a good way to portray that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I didn't think she was crazy. I thought she had some like Parkinson's type yeah. disease that was manifesting mm. in that way, but it was very unclear right, given. Right. The yeah, it could have been that this is what these are the remnants of her very severe life threatening illness that uh, Azuja cured. Mm-hmm. But I still think like the surface level reading is that she's crazy. And that was a really problematic way to. Yeah. I felt bad like saying like calling her crazy because like I think we've discussed mental illness so much on this show that we probably should not use the word crazy probably yeah yeah but I mean that's what that's what the screenwriters were trying to convey is that yeah 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 that's why I thought so much about what to say can we talk about Atiyah's mom I I mean she's like she's bitter (laughs) what the like she's definitely a squib (laughs) as Sophia said, um, when, when Atie was like, she is my grandmother, look at this picture or something, she's alive. I feel like she hesitated mm. for too long before she was like, no, she died a long time ago. <laughs> so I think she knows yeah. everything. I think so. um, and also I could not stand the like smarmy satisfaction on her face during the whole pre-wedding yeah. and wedding rituals whoa hate her hate her yeah i okay i wanted to make a prediction like what do you i don't know as give you can participate in this without any spoilers but what do you think like (laughs) do you think i i'm pretty sure like that the dad's predictions are going to be true whatever crazy theory it was it's probably not crazy um so i'm just wondering like what you would think those theories are like what do you speculate they could be i have no idea and i also kind of get the feeling that the show doesn't know it's kind of like it's a crazy huge piece of knowledge that will change the world much like atier's description of the symbol i'm not sure that we're ever going to find out the answer um i feel like I feel like we but do. I, def- I, agree. I just don't remember I think what that... it was. So I, I don't even, I can't even guess. <laughs> I just have a feeling that there was actually a pretty decent explanation by season two or like within season two. Okay. I, I have cool. less worries about the show from based on what I remember of like loose, loose ends. Of course there will be, but some loose ends, but I, it's, I don't think it's going to be quite as like, well, that was four seasons of nothing with uh, <laughs> the protector. <laughs> Okay, good. I, my theory from this episode, I'm wondering if that uh, the lady showed up to drive a wedge between Erhan and Uner and to make, or sorry, not Erhan, Erhan's dad, uh, uh, Nazem, yep. uh, between Nazem and Uner and also to make Nazem seem crazy in order to like oh, stop like protect the whatever the secret excavation. Was. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's my theory. current theory. Yeah, so is that like, why she's cursed? Seems like, like does she do bad things? Who's cursed? The old lady. Oh, well, I mean, the death oh. thing. If this, if the curse, if by curse, the the security guard just means like his wife started acting quote unquote crazy. I really do think it's like a, like a women's lib thing that is going on but if uh if there's like any death happening then it could be um but I feel like she's 
like the protector of giving Tepe in some ways, whatever is there. So I, I, I'm with Sammy on her theory. I don't think she, I don't think uh, I don't think Zuja would kill, but she's definitely strategic. It seems how she like also keeps kept showing up when uh, Ozan was like having a moment, like in the prior episode. Yes, she definitely sabotaged as far as she could sabotage that whole. So, so not chill to be ritual. a grandma who sends your granddaughter visions of her in a coffin rotting. That's like super not granny behavior. <laughs> okay, speaking of her in a coffin, um, and this kind of goes to Sophia's point last episode about how dramatic <laughs> the music is. When everyone was walking towards the door at the wedding where Atie was, and it was like oh clear God, that they were yeah. going to do like some dramatic reveal, I was convinced that she had like killed herself and was like lying oh in God. a pool of blood in her wedding dress on the floor, and that that was the funeral that we saw in the pilot. That would have been crazy, like a third episode but, wow. of death. <laughs> yeah, and then like you know reincarnated or something, but. I was pretty convinced by the <laughs> tone of the music that something on that level of drama was going to happen <laughs> rather than just a runaway and a note. <laughs> um, I have a question regarding like the medication that they're giving her. Do you think that it actually stopped these stops these visions or that it just like she gave up so the visions are like resting for now? I don't know. It's hard to tell. I think... I think that they're pretty clearly playing the angle that the visions are completely real and that we should believe her. At least that's the feeling I'm getting. Um, so I would guess that the medication didn't do anything hmm. productive. Um, she just like decided to live this perfect little wifey <laughs> existence and everything went to okay. normal. Yeah, because I... That's <clears> my theory. I, I think the most real um mental illness depiction we've seen so far on the show is her like telling Ozan like you know I have paranoid schizophrenia like are you sure you want to spend the rest of your life with me like I feel like that's probably which thank you like this is what Tarek should have done in mm-hmm. innocent <laughs> be upfront first yeah. yeah but I think I think the show, like the like his response, just shows the goes to show like kind of the one dimensional way that mental illness is portrayed in the show because he's like, well, if you take your medication, it'll be fine. And the truth is like, that's not the way it is with like most like as we've discussed, these are like highly complicated like medication and illnesses. So, I mean, the chances of you just taking your medication and being fine are probably low so yeah I I like I I kind of don't like that about well I don't know if if that's just like Ozan's vision of what mental illness is or like if that's the whole show's vision of what mental illness is but I think like it's definitely missing some nuance agreed but it's convenient for the plot of this episode to move forward with the wedding yeah for sure and which like if anybody in her family or her fiance or anybody had her back, they would not be like pressuring her into getting married in such a short timeline after such a huge life change. Like this is insane. Yeah, that they're that's a very good her. point actually. But I think her parents are convinced that if she doesn't marry this guy, she's not going to marry anyone because she's like damaged goods yeah. or something. Her mom seems very concerned about her getting married immediately. <laughs> 
We did find out this episode that her dad's well off because he owns a security company. So, oh, I mean, probably not as well off as Ted's dad, but I missed slash forgot about that. I thought <laughs> I thought he was just a cop. <laughs> when she... That's how she knows uh-huh. how to pick locks, which is a little unbelievable. But sure, I like it. Okay, and then um, we we need to talk about something very important. <laughs> The interior okay. design inside that office. Oh my god, I have this as a what the fuck. <laughs> like, he has a tiny little weird modernist desk in a gigantic room in the middle of it, yeah. not next to the window or anything. And then he has this weird bed thing oh. that has a tiny puppy on it. <laughs> like a live puppy. Yeah. Isn't his name Zeus? The puppies? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but that puppy just. But yes, that was probably ruined that chair for sure. <laughs> um, he also gave himself a Botox injection. I really thought that I was assume. drugs too. I yeah, was, like, I think it's doing drugs. a line. The face, I thought it was like doing yeah. a line, like really close. <laughs> no, I I think you know some people like when they like when they don't want to be obvious, they like inject heroin in their eye. Oh, that's dark. something like that. Oh no, God. I had yeah. no idea about that. That's <laughs> it, well, A, it goes to your brain faster, and B, like other oh people God. can't see it because, like, you know, like this whole trope about marks. addicts having really bloody arms. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. get it either like between the toes or like in weird places that people won't see. Wow. Okay. We need to start. Well, we need to, I wonder we if we'll ever find like out a mental health he's... hotline and like an addiction hotline on this, on this podcast. I know. We That's talk a very good point. I still think it was. Oh, Botox. I think you're right. I think it was. Or like if he's like a vampire, <laughs> some kind of life serum or death serum. Yeah. Life serum. Yeah. I think he's an immortal. I think he's actually Faisal's like long lost <laughs> brother. He they would really yeah, go time. well on the protector as a, a creep. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Tammy, you were going to say something and I interrupted you, but that was my most important point. <laughs> no, I was just going to say we needed to talk about Sardar and like what the fuck he's up also, to. Can we just, I have before we, ex- no before idea. we explore that, because that's more important than what I'm about to say, but like his like okay. smug use of all these different languages, I just wanted to kill him. <laughs> oh, Stick to a language. God, his Italian was just so painful. (laughs) Yeah, not that I I know like what good or bad Italian sounds like, but him speaking Italian was like the worst thing I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Also, just like the way he was like schmoozing around the room with all the different like obviously very wealthy people. I just it. I feel like if he were really that rich, he wouldn't be sucking up to all those people. You know, they would come to him. It was weird that they even had like this emir just to make it seem like really like, oh, this is a wealthy Middle Eastern man. Yeah. Okay. They spoke Arabic. It was chill. Then he talked (laughs) to a German guy. It was chill. Or girl, I don't know. (laughs) And then, but the funny thing is that when he got really mad at Akrep, he's like, he's like mad. And it's like, well, why would you curse in French when you could just curse in Turkish? Because he's fancy. <laughs> the actor fancy is German. Man. He goes by Tim. 
How how bad is that? <laughs> oh my! Wait, no way! Yeah, <laughs> that's too much. What the hell? Did you like how I merged Atiye with Fatima and it became Fatiye? Yes. The crossover <laughs> Fatiye one hundred and one. I think Atiye could use a little bit of Fatima's like go get him attitude. Fatima's don't fuck with me or I'll kill you <laughs> attitude. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, update on Vanilla. He is uh, all the way sideways asleep and his tongue is out. Oh. So, very, I don't That's have to be on cute. mute all the time. But still, support this podcast Good. so I can get a dog-proof mic. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, theories on uh, on uh, what's-his-face. We got totally sidetracked there. Uh, like, what is he? Who is he? What yeah. is he doing? I have absolutely no theories. Um... I guess he's after whatever secret we don't know that uh, the old lady is trying to protect. I mean, it stands to reason that his entire relationship, Ozan's entire relationship with Atiyah is, was manufactured by this guy. Like, who knows how they met, but. Yeah, I mean, that would be, that would be a pretty surprising reveal if it was like Ozan has been. This has been a no, no. I think I think Ozan is in love. I think that's real. But I think Sardar, knowing that his son is like very weak-minded, uh, brought them together. Oh, you think he like manipulated yeah. him into it? Yeah, I would agree. I like think that that's he purposely chose Atiya as as his wife because like any douchey parent that's very wealthy, I think would not like any like this kind of trope character would not let their son marry like someone like Atiya like she's rebellious and like clearly has agency and you know may have a very complex mental illness like he definitely wouldn't let his Mm -hmm. very as you mentioned weak-minded kid marry her if it was just because he liked her agreed agreed I also thought of another thing because Sophia you asked was it Sophia whether the medication was actually mm-hmm. working because she stopped yeah. seeing things? She also destroyed her paintings yeah. before, like when she made the decision to go through with the wedding. And I'm wondering if, like, not having the symbol around her kind of stopped her from communing with whatever. So that's another theory. Interesting. Yeah, this this actor is very well known. Sorry, I got sidetracked researching him yeah. Tim. but, but every, he was born in sivas every role in his in that he's played those but like the turk in like various german oh god <laughs> well he, he's also in that movie remember the turkish movie that i was always well turkish german movie that what Gagan, was very, yes that was very intense he's in it depressing. i don't remember him being in it but in it. yeah the girl from Game of Thrones was in it too. I know she was the main character. Yeah. Which girl? Um, she's the lover that. of of the of the brother of the Targaryen. No, not Targaryen. Um, Lannister of Tyrion Lannister. She was like the she prostitute was a- that was his. Girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's a. Gotcha. He's Turkish German. That bitch. Was she what a traitor? She died, right? Can't believe she. No, she. I think she died in vain. She slept with his father. Oh. She a crossbow through her. 
Yeah, something horrible. No, he choked her with a yeah. necklace and then he crossbowed mm. the dad. Wow. <laughs> um, okay, moving Such on. Such a disappointing show. Yeah, they can't stop talking about whenever it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is he was also writing the spy. your name on the bot? What? What happened? Are you, did you want to discuss the spies? No, no, no. No, I just said he's in the spy too in the show. Ah. Uh, the uh, Sasha was that Sasha Baron Cohen? Yes. Uh, nice. Oh yeah, I was gonna ask about the the John Sue writing her name on. Atish. Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know that's a, that must be a wedding tradition. I've never seen or heard of that. Like they if that's a tradition weird that they do that but like not the henna night which is kind of like the equivalent of a bachelorette party like i don't know what this right. shoe writing thing i'm gonna google that right it now. seems like it's too like i don't know this is what i drew from context clues that it's like to um for people that aren't married yet like so they'll get married or something yeah i think it's like the flower yeah it's like if you get erased from if your name gets yeah, erased from great. the shoe that's exactly right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, no. If it if it does get erased, yeah, then you're uh within the year you're gonna get married. Oh God. <laughs> um. Also, speaking of wedding traditions, like it seemed like a very westernized yeah. mm-hmm. wedding. Um. But then, Ozan saw uh. Atia in her dress yeah. before the wedding, which Ow. is supposed to be really bad luck. <laughs> so he was getting attacked. <laughs> um, so I thought that either they did that on purpose and it was like clearly this wedding's never gonna happen, hmm. or it was just oh um, yeah, I think yeah. Sorry, sorry, as you go ahead. No, I was gonna say I don't like there really isn't the superstition around like, oh don't look at me, uh husband or future husband. But like, it's also not a thing to have your father walk you down the, the aisle of mm-hmm. the wedding venue. Because I mean, all that happens is you and your uh, significant other go to a table with two witnesses, and then there's a, a someone you know someone who is a certified to to wed you uh, from from the government who uh, is present. So it's like a government official weds you. It's not uh, in any like a notary ceremony. Yeah, like a notary, basically. Yeah yeah um so it's there's no aisle walking down there's no need for music but they still do that shit i guess around it they pick and choose they did not pick the wedding dress yeah. superstition <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe they should have <laughs> i hated Ati's really dress. i liked it i liked, I liked it, it too pretty. i liked like the the like vintage vibe they were going for but what the hell were those like oh, white I donuts like on her too. shoulders no i like it was like a cape you yeah, like that it, like went down like the train of the dress it was really Support nice our podcast so sammy can develop taste <laughs> <laughs> ouch <laughs> this is the last episode um, fire. <laughs> this sorry? is my last episode i've been fired sorry TV time community. Oh no. <laughs> I'm being booted. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it just me or did you guys see like Ozan and Jansu exchanging weird looks? The like at the little, like raising of the glass. Like, did y'all talk like ever? 
before this? Yeah, like I I thought you hated I thought you hated each other. I thought so too. Are you secretly having an affair? I feel like they for know. sure are secretly having Sorry. an affair. <laughs> Sophia's now a cat. <laughs> a cat with opinions. <laughs> Sophia is now the back of a cat. <laughs> uh, I was trying to plug in my phone. Literally, where are failed. you? <laughs> I failed. <laughs> oh. Sophia is now a duvet and some purses hanging on the wall. <laughs> Oh no, okay. Now I am human once more. It's weird how you think like so many unreasonable things are happening on this show when your entire last 10 seconds were various <laughs> plot holes. Like, where were you? I mean, how can they be plot holes in their real life? Real life doesn't have to make sense. You tell me. I don't know. <laughs> I was so glad that Atia ditched the wedding. Good for her runaway bride except I kind of felt winning. bad because I feel like said that's going to be really angry and I don't want to deal with him I mean I want Serdar to take Atiyah's mom into a room and yell at her for like five hours what if they yell at each other so yeah as long as they both feel bad for an extended period of time maybe do we have anything else for this section I don't think I have anything else So now we're going to move on into the history section where we're going to talk about Shamsi Tabrizi. And he was mentioned briefly in the episode when Erhan was trying to convince Atiye to turn her life upside down could be a good thing. Uh, don't like follow this path that's been laid out for you. If you listen to our protector pod, we did an episode on Rumi, who is very closely associated with Shams. So you might find some of this familiar but hopefully we can do a different spin on it focusing on Shams as opposed to Rumi. So Shamsi Tabrizi lived from 1185 to around 1248. We'll talk about that around. Apparently it's a mystery. Uh, He was a Persian poet and also a weaver, um, mostly a weaver selling his goods wandering all around before he met Rumi. He was Rumi's spiritual teacher and inspiration for a lot of his poetry. Um, he was educated in Tabriz, hence his last name, which is in northwestern modern-day Iran. He was a Sufi, and he mysteriously disappeared in the year 1248, um, believed to maybe have been murdered by other jealous acolytes of Rumi's or other Sufi uh, clans, I guess. So it's a big mystery, but we don't know what happened to him. Uh, There's also kind of like a Shakespearean conspiracy theory surrounding his work where some people don't think that he was actually a historical figure and think that uh, his work was either written by Rumi under a pen name or was written by multiple different people and just attributed it to him. What else you got, folks? Well, we could talk about the uh, uh, potential lover situation again. I thought that was super interesting. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh God, what book was it? It was in one of Orhan Pamuk's books. Maybe it was the Black Book. The yeah, Black. Yeah, the Black, black book. book. It's. Yeah. Uh, there. I mean, it's 
you know, one of the characters, Jedi, the main character, is like a stand-in for Rumi, and then he's got a buddy whose name I don't remember, who's missing, by the <laughs> way. So it's like Shen's, uh, uh, who's you know, I mean, it's they they're not like depicted straight up as lovers or ex-lovers in the story, but you get some vibes for sure. And then I remember I took a class in college where the book that book was one of the books we read, and. My professor really loved talking about that, just the potential scandal <laughs> there. Um, but also, I feel like back, like there was a period of time that was like long enough ago where religious insanity in general, in all religions, like none of, like it hadn't taken root anywhere and everyone was like more tolerant and chill than even they are now. So I feel like yeah. that was probably like that, at least this particular vein of Islam and this part of the world, like Iran was an incredibly um enlightened place with a lot of educated people and uh I would therefore assume open-mindedness so that doesn't none of that really surprises me in that context but uh anyway that my professor was like I've got a secret it's like no it's like that's like a known thing that's been discussed <laughs> uh they certainly did write a lot of yes. love poetry yes. back and forth if nothing else that's nice. We should all send our friends nice notes and poems. I mean, not poetry. I'd prefer not to receive poetry ever. <laughs> Why, Sammy? What if we send you some poetry? We can send Sammy some poetry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, I learned that Shams means son. Yeah. Yeah, his name means son of Islam, I read very quickly which again begs the question was he even real <laughs> yeah yeah wait Tammy. so what was the what's the exact quote oh of no the i line? thought it was sun like sun like yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. Like sun in the sky okay 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 gotcha wait What'd Tammy. so what again? was the actual quote that you that like he says oh, on the show <laughs> Why would you ask me that? Oh, sorry, because I thought <laughs> I thought that like you. I I didn't I didn't look too hard. I'm sure I could find it. Let's see. I'm sorry. He has some lovely quotes. If you if you listeners want to read into him, you can just ignore my question really nice and cut that out of the pod. Oh, here, here, here. Okay. Instead of resisting changes, surrender. Let life be with you, not against you. If you think my life will be upside down, don't worry. How do you know down is not better than upside? I mean, awkward translation, but you get the point. <laughs> I feel like all like, I don't know. I mean, this is obviously from, I, probably from Persian to English, although it could have also been translated from Turkish to English, but like, it's all, it's always awkward. <laughs> like, look like this one. Joy is like pure, clear water. Wherever it flows, wondrous blossoms grow. Sorrow is like a black food. Oh, flood. That's why, because I read it wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wherever I think that's wonderful. Sorrow is like a black flood. Wherever it flows, it wilts the blossoms. Yeah, that is nice. I thought it's a black food, like like sense. fertilizer that's no longer good to use. I don't know. It was like Shen. What are you about? <laughs> I mean, I I remember we had to read like the Greeks in high school philosophy, and I like did not understand a single thing that we had to read. So. I feel like most olden texts are very, very difficult to understand. That's because all those Greeks were talking about was sex. 
and your teachers probably couldn't go there. <laughs> so you mean that when they're talking about that everything changes like water, they're talking about sex? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I do know that I did um, AP Latin uh, Horace. And one of the most important poems was about a girl missing her dildo. And we literally had to memorize it for the AP exam. So if you see a poem about a little sparrow, FYI, mm. it's a dildo. And your teacher said that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did they blush? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was incredibly <laughs> awkward for him. But like, what could he do? It's what it's about. It's bouncing up and down on our lap. <laughs> Interesting. Thank you, AP Latin. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> so now that we've all been educated, <laughs> we're going to move on into our final and favorite section, which is What the Fuck, Sultan of Success, and Fatma's Hit List. I know that Sophia you were talking about how nice the archaeologist meal looked but like do these people do any work or do they just sit around and drink tea and make <laughs> delicious meals all the time because <laughs> that's all we saw this I episode. have, a, I have a, uh, an, uh, an appendix to your your that WTF like what okay. the meal was like ready like it was ready to be served obviously because they asked Adhan if he wanted some but like also that he one of the people there was like cutting up an onion like like in it, like starting to <laughs> dice an onion like why what are you going to do with that at that moment I have an appendix to your appendix <laughs> what the fuck which is did you see the way he was yes. cutting that onion I swear to god he was going to cut his fingers off <laughs> it was so scary it was also just like not the right way to do it like it was yeah. wrong it was so was wrong, wrong. That guy had clearly cannot cook. That actor. <laughs> maybe, they didn't want, maybe they didn't want him to eat with them, so they were like, "Hey, can you go like prep the onions cut for like a onion. week from now?" Yeah. <laughs> go um cut and eat a raw onion while we have this delicious <laughs> stew that we're making. Yeah, I also have a an annex. What what did you guys say? Annex addendum appendix to, appendix. appendix to the what the fuck a footnote, <laughs> yeah, which footnote. was like. Also, what does he do? He's traveling to Istanbul every other day and to go back to in the next day. What kind of budget does he flash? know he's helping to ruin our earth and climate? Hmm. Yeah, because he was also drive like he was driving the pickup truck, uh, presumably to pick up the old lady in Urfa and mm-hmm. then to drive to Istanbul. Just a climate enemy is what we have on our hands. <laughs> yes, a climate catastrophe. <laughs> I have what the fuck giving yourself Botox injections. <laughs> I'll expand that to any kind of injections, especially in the face region. <laughs> let's just not, let's not do that. And, and WTF to me for thinking that you could snort cocaine that way from that angle. With those <laughs> <What tools. a> <laughs> yeah. I still think it's drugs. I'm sorry. I don't think it's Botox still. I mean, you could be right. I don't know. That's a weird spot really... to give yourself Botox too. Please enlighten like us on nose. how you know the geography of 
facial well, Botox injections. People usually get them to like refill lines. So like in the forehead or like okay, by so, your eyes. Okay, then it's vampiric life serum as we discussed. Or as I discussed. <laughs> yes. I watch a lot of or uh, reality TV um, plastic surgery shows, I guess. Or like Real Housewives. Oh, so Scary. Yes. I do know about Botox. <laughs> And then finally, I have what we discussed already. What the fuck to Sardar's office, yeah. his corner office. It was so bizarre. <laughs> Why would he get a puppy? What are your guys? I'm very guess? baffled by that. I'm scared. But is he going to do something bad to that puppy? Is the puppy a sacrifice? He doesn't seem like a dog person. Yeah, he seems like a guy you know? who would sacrifice a dog person. Yes. He should have had Akrep train the dog before he killed him. Like your last duty yes. is to train my puppy, and then you. <laughs> you failed. He piddled on the sofa. <laughs> I will shoot you now. <laughs> I mean, he basically shot him for something as dumb. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, my w- I know that there are missing pages, even though I have no evidence that there are. Right. Missing pages. Like that's my WTF. How did you know that one photograph was missing? <laughs> Like, no, no. Remember the notebook? There's like ten pages torn out of the middle of the notebook. Oh, okay. So he saw. We he saw, saw that. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was okay, pretty. I received my WTF. Everything was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I have a WTF. Another one, actually. The when the heavy goes. Okay, to WTF, Rob. Sammy, for still insisting that we say <laughs> that. I had to throw it in. I say I had to. Um, when he goes to rob Erhan and then he's running away, he runs down the hill and he gets in the car. Why don't they follow him? They just like stand there like, well, we no. can't no, walk no, no, down the hill. Three That's people, way too much Three effort. people follow them, but they're just not able to keep up with the car. They drive following him? No, no. They're running oh. after them. And then the car oh. just drives away. Okay. I just saw them standing at the top of the hill like, well, <laughs> we're done now. <laughs> <laughs> seems legit do we have any more wts yeah i do lay them on us so my wtf is what's up with that room like why like why does it have a bunch of chairs like everywhere (laughs) where the old lady is i that was very confusing like why would they have like a weird storage room none of it was real anyway don't bother it's fine true true um, I also had the what the fuck injection. Um, also, just being kind of like living in a house, I would not have a tiny puppy on any sort of surface that's not like easily moppable or cleanable. <laughs> um, I know, but like he's so rich, he can probably like have the sofa thrown out and replaced every time there's an accident Nah, but event like if if you want to stay rich you can't just be replacing the couch every day <laughs> oh financial tips from sophia <laughs> tune in i do agree though because like think about how many floors the puppy has to hold it in the elevator before they can get outside <laughs> oh but it's a baby puppy it's obviously it obviously can't hold anything in yeah disaster <laughs> maybe it's yeah just a and a I'll- rottweiler is that a puppy? Oh, <laughs> that would make him a very useful like hench animal. 
could have been your little purse, but he kills. <laughs> I guess my only other what the fuck is the whole driving situation. Like, there's no planes shown. These people, like, it's probably like, what, a 16-hour drive or something ridiculous like that? These probably. people need to stop. Let's see. I will look it up. Because, yeah, it seems like it'd be really far. 12 hours, three minutes. Oh, God. That's a pretty bad road. But he did it, like, four times over the course of the episode. Exactly. Oh, and I have a last what the fuck, which is, how does Erhan always know where Atia is? Like, he didn't even know she was getting married, but he finds her at the wedding venue with the old oh, lady. that's so true. No, doesn't she get Doesn't he yeah. call her? I, I don't like remember was... that. He called her a bunch, but she never... I don't know that she ever answered. I don't know. But I feel like he has hidden skills because he also got in that car and, like, shoved a knife into a guy's throat and was like, tell me where she is or something. But it was, a, was, key. Like, it was like a key. It wasn't a knife. What are you doing? It was a key, I think, to, like, make him he think has hidden skills. it was a knife, I think. Oh, okay. More skillful, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Fatima's hit list. Is there anybody besides Sardar we'd like to put on there? Hmm. Was, oh, the oh, mother. And was on kind of because he was like pretty insensitive. Yeah. And also the phone number deleting was sus. Yeah. Have our eyes on him. I feel like he's been punished <laughs> enough by being left at the altar. That's pretty bad. Also like by yeah. clearly being forced into a relationship without even realizing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you guys are going to hate me for this, but, or Uh-oh. make fun of me forever. But I can't stand the, the writer sister from getting... oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand the sister getting drunk at all of her sister's important life events. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me really mad. She's just got sad. No, I agree. I agree. And stuff, which is why she doesn't have magical powers either. <laughs> I understand squid. if she, like, got drunk at the of gallery show. And it was like a one-time thing, but her like saying, yes, I intend to get drunk off my ass at your wedding. That's not cool. Yeah, not cool at all. Don't know if it deserves murder, Sophia. <laughs> we need have pretty severe punishments around. Well, she's, a, she's in Fatima's <laughs> timeout. <laughs> that would be terrifying. Still, like, like gives people who know her a little push, so it could still be very disastrous. For John. <laughs> and then Sultan of Success. Hmm. Uh, I'd like to op- nominate Erhan. Erhan. Yeah. yeah. Unanimous. Yeah. He found that. He found that yeah. grandma. He found that grandma. He crashed that wedding. He stole the bride. Yeah. They're on a road trip. He's together. doing great. Yeah. And he has a lot of he has enough money to make 10 trips to Urfa in 10 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like a great driving record because he <laughs> safely made the journey so many times so quickly. Yeah. In a brand Maybe in the Gobekli Tepe. In Gobekli Tepe is like a space shuttle or something. That uh, just what's goes the Elon really Musk fast. tunnel, the Hyperloop? What is it? Hyperloop. Yeah, the That's Hyperloop. It Maybe it's the Bermuda Triangle and they can just teleport somehow. Ooh, Maybe it's, it's apparition is the secret. Yeah, port key. <laughs> Or they just apparate be because the old lady can apparate. <laughs> but we do not support transphobia, of course. No, definitely not. Um, all right. Well, on that note. <laughs> <laughs>
congratulations to our Sultan of Success, Erhan. We're excited to see what happens with you and the Runaway Bride next episode and the old lady. Who knows? I'm so confused at this point. I have no idea. No predictions. Um, but I'm excited. So we will talk to you guys next time where we'll be discussing Atier season one, episode four. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you.